0: Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town podcast!
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Talk of the Town podcast. We are back for another episode. I'm your host, Andy Burrows, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host, a man of many talents, Mr. Matty Carrington. Matty, how are you, brother?
0: Yeah, I'm not so bad, buddy. Uh, I think I've just about dried off from Tuesday night. But uh, how about yourself?
1: Yeah, Mate, honestly, that is... I My daughter said to me, she said that she doesn't feel the cold. She's like, Dad, that's the coldest <laughs> I've ever been. And I'm like, it's only August. Yeah. No, that mate, that was not good. Did you, uh, did you go and hide in the hub at one point?
0: Uh, I was hiding underneath the cover. I must <laughs> know. I, I have to keep my microphone dry, you see. To make yeah, sure I'm surprised you haven't synced
1: something out in that that hub where you can have your little <laughs> own little bit in there for yeah. the oh uh, That could be something to music for moving on, mate. But uh, no, yeah, it was a hur- mate. Like we said in the post match, obviously Dunstable Town won, Colney Heath nil. Yeah. Me and Joe, Joe summed it up perfectly. Shit weather, shit match, referee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it wasn't it was not one for the purest mate. But nah. um in saying that, Matt, was that one of them games that we just kind of somehow, anyhow, had to win and we won it ugly? And like Joe said, that might give us a little bit of confidence and a little bit of kick up the backside that we need. That we've gone out on a dog shit night at Creasy Park with it hammering down with rain. We've had, we'll have had. we get to the incidents in a minute. We might have to buy a bigger sim bin at Creasy Park. I don't know how that works. We might need a bigger bench or something. But was that one of them nights, Matt, that is just grateful that we can, like Matt um, Joe said in the, in the the um, when we're doing uh, Freddie's birthday celebrations afterwards, he's like, thank God we nicked this 1-0. Because could you imagine <laughs> if we hadn't? Um, just one of them nights, Matt, weren't it? It was just good to win and win ugly.
0: Definitely. Uh, I was watching highlights from the DTFC TV all available guys um, make sure you log on He's
1: always and, working,
0: uh, <laughs> and literally I was, I was seeing there was a an instant just before the goal where i think it was rory put a um, a ball in and should have scored and after that um saved by the keeper i thought this isn't our night and then literally yeah. a couple of minutes later obviously the goal happens and it's one of those where you want not bit grudge to draw but at the same time you know, you're made up by getting the win, and as you say, it might give the the onus to the players now to, you know, to give them a bit of luck that they've been, you know, a bit unlucky with so far to go on and, a bit of a run.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a game full of chances. They had the one disallowed goal for, uh, offside. Yeah. Ironically, if the lad hadn't touched it, it might have gone in anyway. Apparently, it couldn't well, be... no.
0: To be fair, Look, uh, it might Conley, have gone wide. Uh, Cody Heath got a great view of it because so I was uh, standing with a couple of them, and right. he showed me the video. And he was where the original ball went in. That's mm. where it was actually offside.
1: I from gotcha. That. So, yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah. Did it surprise you? Uh, obviously, we won one nil, and the night that the referee had been having. Let's just talk about the goal for a start. The night that the referee had been having, and when your own manager Joe Dini says comes out afterwards on a post-match podcast and says that was a foul. <laughs> with everything that had gone on that night, I instantly well, I was there with those like, me, Lois, uh, Simon Stu. We we're all standing in an unusual spot, and Faulkner's gone to get the ball. And we were, and even Faulkner's dad has gone, that's a foul. And the whistle didn't go. And Faulkner brilliantly squared the ball, by the way. But yeah. you know, he's he's a striker after all, you know, and he normally would shoot there. Squared it to Tolu. Tolu taps it in. Mm-hmm. Now. You could kind of... I don't usually come on this podcast and defend the opposition. But sweet Jesus, Matt. I mean, with everything that had gone on on Tuesday night with that referee, were you shocked that our goal was... that it stood?
0: Well, no. Without being funny, it's the first time I've really argued with Joe in a long time. But it was definitely not a foul. He died. No, mate. I literally was holding off on doing my goal announcement. You can tell there's a bit of a delay. Yeah. Uh, And I I was just... Literally, wait for him to go, no, no, no that's a foul, or to go to his uh lino and get the decision from him, and okay. it just then comes like, bloody hell, he's given it. How the hell has he given that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me started on that lino, mate. He was, I, I get this all the time when I come home. My wife's like, Oh, let me guess, referee was, shit. I'm like, This was one of the worst ones, and she's like, You're saying that every week, and I'm like, No, this guy, literally, she's like, Well, you won. I'm like, Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know you could, uh, I think, um. I didn't know you could simbin a goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, you can.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Stu had to Stu Beaumont. He had to Google it while we was standing mm-hmm. there. I didn't know that you could simbin a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Scotty put a tweet out saying it was probably the best use of a simbin that he's seen. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was tongue in cheek or not. But did the referee get it right with the simbins? I mean, if I'd say maybe right's not the wrong term because Anthony timed their simbin. And what a lot of people don't realise, and obviously Anthony told us this rule, it's ball in play that yeah. you have to be in the 10-minute mm-hmm. sim bin. Well, their guy was in for four minutes, something, four minutes, 20 seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: And Tolu wasn't even in for 10 minutes. The that big difference is Tolu come on and scored.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> which you can kind of see why Colney Heave, their keeper, was absolutely apoplectic. <laughs> uh, yes, I said apoplectic <laughs> on the podcast. There's one for Ian there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe it, Matt. I mean, one of the questions I've got to ask you, mate, is how do we, how or how do the league, how does football in general? Because I know that shit rolls down hills and we don't get the cream of the crop. I'm not expecting us to have the best of the best. But, Matt, I don't know about you, Matt. I know we're having a little chat before we started recording. And I don't want to be the guy that comes on and just bash referees. Because they have mm. a, te- like Joe said, they have a hard job. I wouldn't want to do it. But when both managers, Dunstable Town, Colney Heath, when both sets of you know, all the coaches, all the players, both teams are all agreeing, what do we need to do in football to somehow make refereeing better at non-league level, especially in our, we're just using our league as an example because it's the one we watch week in, week out what on earth do we need to do Matt, because it can't get any worse than what we've seen on Tuesday
0: No, it's a tough one, and the trouble is, is, there's so many different ways that referees ref games, so some of the games, the refs, that's at our level, the refs will say to the linesman beforehand, well, you just do line and line, um, throw-ins and offsides. I'll catch the fouls, which you can't do. That's so Sunday
1: know. league, though, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Honestly, you're having to see so much of the pitch in one go. I mean, without um, putting additional referees on the pitch, I don't think there's anything that anybody can do. Because, I mean, I think the linesman had the best view of the, the incident um, last on Tuesday. I think the ref was obviously behind it, so probably was his, his vision was obscured by it. So in his eyes, looking at it, it could have maybe looked as though they were just a coming together. Whereas, you know, the linesman obviously had a, a dead-on view, you can see on the, on the, uh, the highlights. Uh, and he obviously hasn't called it. So he's, are, they, are they using the officials properly in terms of the linesman and the, the referee? Are they, um, are they actually talking it to each other? The only time they seem to talk is when, you know, apparently somebody said to something to the linesman, which... Uh, dirk Dirks got out.
1: booked for something that he didn't do. That's the, yes. that's what's. In, do you know what? I, I, we had Jack on just before the season starts, and it was so good to hear him talk. And I don't know, maybe you, you might be able to throw some light on these meetings that you go to with the league if they ever speak about refereeing. But the only time that linesman down our side, where me and you stand, ever got in contact with that referee was to either... He buzzed to go and book Dirk's, and mm-hmm. to be fair to Dirk's, I know he says a lot during a game. <laughs> this time he generally didn't say nothing.
0: Yeah.
1: And it, and it, what gets me is when the referee, Dirk's go, and I'm standing right behind Dirk's, and Dirk's is saying to him, "I didn't say nothing." Ref, and the ref's going, mm-hmm. "Okay, yep, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying." And he's going, "Okay, ref, look, he said it's basically he said she said." So yeah. the linesman saying that Dirk said something. Dirk's, I guarantee you he didn't because he was sitting on his chair chatting. He said something to us at the time, and I said to Dirk's, I said, "This referee's coming for you." And he went, "No, he ain't, Burris." I didn't say nothing. And then, lo and behold, the referee pulls out a yellow card. But what made it even funnier was, as he's pulled out the yellow card, he's gone to Dirk's, I'm really sorry I've got to do this, in like such a patronising <laughs> voice. Gone, I'm really sorry I've got to do this, but here's a yellow card.
0: Honestly. And totally you're like, that. that's
1: the only time you two, as officials, the, the, the linesman over the other side must have had a whirl of a time because we didn't ever mm-hmm. go involved the whole game because we had flipping dumb and dumber next to us. <laughs> I mean, this—that's what's infuriating, Matt. And I think from Joe's point of view, and from Dirks and Lee and Anthony and everyone else on the bench, and from us as fans, the only time they want to get involved is when to where well, they want to give it the big man. They want to, you know, mm. they want to come and talk to Joe and Dirks and uh, stamp their authority on something that doesn't need to be stamped on.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I, you I, think, mate. Well, I think this season, uh, when we when I talked to Jack at the preseason that we had against Barnett, which obviously never happened. Um there was it uh, was telling us there's uh, guidelines coming out from the FA in terms of that they really want to clamp down on bad language and abuse everything like that and unfortunately because the FA said this is what you need to be concentrating on that's why you see more and more of it You know, I've I haven't seen a, I didn't see a single sim bin last season I think I've seen a sim bin pretty much every game I've watched this season because mm. it's what the FA want them to concentrate on so as a result, if they get assessed, or some, or a casual person from the FAs in there, there and they don't clamp down in inverted commas on, on that abuse, then they're going to be in trouble. And you know the refs are stuck between a rock and a place. I, mean, I was talking to somebody who came along to 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 open our, our hub on Tuesday night, and they were saying, God, literally every comment that you're hearing at the minute is um, having a go at the ref, and it's literally from both sides. and she was kind of a bit perplexed as to, is this the same every game? I said, it is. Unfortunately, yeah. whatever decision that referee or the linesman or whatever says, there's going to be somebody questioning about it. But as a result, they're having to then you know, go above and beyond and clamp down further Well, it's probably not needed. And as you say, if they were to concentrate on the other bits and pieces like you know, keeping up with play or you know, uh, making sure that um, you know, we are staying within the rules of the game on the pitch... Yeah, you, you'd probably do well, but because the FA is you know, saying we have to clamp down on bad language this season, that's the mm. the thing that they're prioritising on.
1: Well, it made their job a little bit easier, save for arguments. So when Tolu got Simbin, right, he wasn't really near the incident, or not near mm. near enough. And he's like, I asked Tolu, and you could hear him on the pitch going, I didn't say nothing. Look, mm. not all footballers are Saints. I get that we all try to, but we've all played the game. Everyone tries to bend the rules. I, I, I didn't tackle him like that ref. Well, I get all that. But Tolu was genuinely shocked that he was going to go in the simbin. Do you think there then it'd be interesting if we ever got Jack back on, or should the referee come up to say Joe and give him a reason why his play has been simbin? Say to him, I, what, I
0: think
1: it would help. Then at least then Joe he might not agree with it. Joe or Dirk, mm-hmm. they might not agree. But then mm-hmm. if he comes up and goes right, you're you know number eleven Tolu, he's been simbin. He said this, this, and this to me. That's why I'm simping in him. Yeah, it could be complete BS. And you know, Tolu said he didn't say nothing on Tuesday. I generally yeah. believe him. I don't think he did. But this referee's obviously the linesman has obviously been getting it from all angles from all of us behind the in the frame. You know, you know, we don't help all the time. But when they're that bad. Yeah. I'm not apologising for anything I said on <laughs> Tuesday. I 100 deserved it, mate. But do you yeah. think maybe it makes just their life a little bit easier if we come up to Joe or the Colney Heath manager when their goalkeeper got we kind of see why he got simbined. He ran 40 40 mm. yards. <laughs> but if we just come up to Joe and said, "Yeah, mate, uh, this is why your winger's been simbined." Mm-hmm. Joe might not dis- he might not agree with anything that referees just said, but at least he's got an explanation.
0: Yeah, what, I think I, I think like, it would help.
1: I just don't. Yeah. What I don't like is the arrogance, Matt. Mm. What we said to Jack when we interviewed him: sometimes referees try to make it all about them. And I th- genuinely thought the guy on Tuesday and the linesman, to be fair to him, just wanted it to all be about them. And yeah. it, I, I don't think that. Has he ever heard of the word advantage? <laughs> no. Oh, man! I, I don't want to come so. on the yeah, whole podcast sure, and just man. berate the dude, but they made. And honestly, I, 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 was, I was fortunate enough to ch- chat to the Colney Heath manager after I'd done my podcast with Joe. Yeah. I don't often, I nearly bloody turned the microphone back on to interview him because some of <laughs> the, you know, he was being, it's very, not very often when I go into the tunnel after a game and opposition manager, opposition players, we're all agreeing yeah. and we're all talking about one thing. And it shouldn't be like that in a game of football. But all no. we did on Tuesday night, because it was such stop, start, stop, start, Simbin, Simbin, no advantage, no advantage. The linesman was trying to get Dirk's been booked every five seconds. Mm. They just literally made the whole game, you could hear Alfie halfway through the match. Come on, Ref! Any danger of playing a game of football here?
0: Yeah, I know that was frustrating. I mean, I think that we probably had what probably about an hour's worth of playing the whole mm. uh, sixty uh, in the whole ninety minutes, just because uh, it was just talk to this person, talk to that person. It's even down to the, and I get why you've got to do it. I do, but. When we're having to restart play, and he's having to run all the way up to, to make sure that the goalkeeper has a drop ball, and literally just oh, he ran from the
1: halfway line and dropped it by Connor's feet,
0: and then and then Connor literally just picks the ball up. I mean, <laughs> I, I get it's the rules, it's it's just bloody annoying, it's frustrating, and you know if we, if we're stopping a game every two minutes, you're never going to get any sort of momentum in the game, and yeah, you know, the weather didn't help, you know, let's be honest in that game, but um, they they certainly wasn't helped by the the um, infrequency that we can actually play a game of football.
1: Yeah, no, it was. No. It was, mate. I, I hope we don't have the same this weekend at Levy. I really don't, mate. But let's talk about the game itself. Uh, one of the uh, Dylan Baker got man in the match, Matt. Yeah. Uh, one player that you know maybe we should maybe talk about a bit more on this show. I think he's a bit of an unsung hero at the minute. He certainly is, Um, yeah. obviously he was in and out of the team last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe said by you no know, certain accounts. He said in his, he said it on, he said it on our podcast before. He said it in public. He said like he had stern words with Dylan in the preseason. Mm-hmm. said, so, look, mate. Buck your ideas up, or else, basically. Yeah. Wow, fair play to that kid, mate. Honestly, he's come back a completely different player. Obviously, we've got Devo out for the season. Yeah. Uh, we've got Luca out injured. Um, and Dylan is literally hes not—he's saying, look, come and take that shirt off me. It was a really yeah, good man-of-the-match performance. I was really uh, lucky on Saturday, the past Saturday, when we didn't have a game. Um, don't know if I mentioned I was a bit pissed off about That's that. Um, I went to training, and Joe spent a good 45 to 50 minutes on like a little pattern of play for him with the boys. And that was Dylan getting down the channels or getting the balls into Webby. And even in them atrocious conditions on Tuesday, mm. you could kind of see them trying it in that weather. It wasn't easy. It was awful weather to play football. We can't really yeah. judge the lads on any amount of football that they tried to play in them conditions. But what I did like was the fact that they've taken what Joe said on Saturday and you could see Dylan like, yep, channels for Webby, channels for Webby, you know, channels yep. for Kelvin. He's really, really come on leaps and bounds, is not
0: he? hundred uh, uh, percent. I, I, I do like Dylan. I mean, he obviously come across from AFC, so he's, he's naturally the end of the line. Anyway.
1: He maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, he wanted to play in front of people.
0: Well, yeah, that, that <laughs> does help, definitely. But I, I always remember when he came on his first session, we were just doing the, the graphics and he was uh, kind of saying, Oh, what what shall I do as a sort of goal celebration? And so, oh, you know, you could kiss the Dunstable Town shirt, uh, the Dunstable Town badge. And he was a bit, no, I'm not doing that. But this season, he's he's, he's whole hog Dunstable Town, and he, kissing that badge. So yeah, I, I do like Dylan. He's obviously uh, the the only player that's left from when Joe. Yeah, he said that
1: in his, his program squad.
0: notes, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's he's obviously Joe. Obviously sees something in in Dylan, and uh, it's something that I think he has developed well within his game and um, yeah, going forward, uh, Joe on the left-hand side, he's so dangerous. Uh, and to be honest, I think he's really worked on his defensive game, especially over the last couple of weeks. Big time. Yeah. He's, he's certainly, as you say, it's going to be hard to take that shirt away from him. And it, it's probably just a, a, a worry that Joe doesn't have to have now because as you say, with Dave going, it's, it's going to be a case of, oh, should we get somebody else in to, to cover for that position? I don't think he needs to. Yeah, Dylan's doing really well. And to be honest, it means that Tolu can push out onto the right, which um, I, I, I'm still not sure on it. I, I do like Tolu on the left just because I, I'm old school and I like my left-sided players on the left-hand side. But he is dangerous on that on that right-hand side because he can drift in. Uh, but uh, having Dylan on the left gives Joe the ability to push Tolu out on the right and uh, mm. obviously exploit him at every angle.
1: And having Tolu and Ethan on the same flank sometimes when Ethan's coming down that right flank and having Tolu there, that is a great, you know, great couple of weapons to have. I think Ethan's been, again, he's been solid this season. Uh, Rory in midfield, mate, again, another solid performance. It's not easy to sit in. Anyone's substituting for Dunny while he's out injured. (laughs) You've got big boots to fill. But I think Rory's, again, he showed his versatility. We've seen him right back. We've seen him centre mid. We've yeah. seen him right mid, you know, last season. I think it, we have got a lot of players in this team now. Alfie's dropped into centre-back at times. Like you say, Tolu left, Tolu right. We've had a lot of it uh, now, a lot of our players. And that's good. When you when you haven't, you know, we haven't brought in 10, 15 players, like Joe says, we're not here to bring in 10, 15 players. And when you do, yeah. maybe get an injury and you need someone to slot in. And I think Rory is really, it's going to be another head not get me wrong, done, a, great player. Mm. done it to death. You know, I've got openly admitted, I wasn't sure. I'm I was a bit like, you know, many when he first comes, I think, oh God, is this guy walking yellow card? I openly held my hands up. I've said it to him. I've said it on the podcast. I think he's one of he's one of the best players we've got, Luke Dunstan yeah. in his team. Mm-hmm. Can't replace him, but I think Rory has really stepped up to the job in centre midfield.
0: Definitely. Absolutely. Him and um, obviously Alfie and then Harry when he came on after uh, after Sellers come off yeah if I'm honest that's probably the only negative that I had from that game I, I hope Sellers isn't yeah, too I was bad. worried
1: when I saw him pull up at training on Saturday I yeah. was like oh I hope you're okay yeah. the, the only thing that probably and what done him as well Matt the fucking conditions you've got yeah. slightly bad hamstrings in the cold the wet the damp yeah. <laughs> you're trying to sprint don't get me wrong it's probably been many years since I pulled a hamstring I don't move that quick anymore but um, <laughs> probably didn't I'm just hoping I, I haven't heard from Joe this week I know he's busy with work and stuff I'm hoping that Sellers isn't out for too long, but you never know. Yeah. could I don't think you. I think this weekend could come a bit quick for him.
0: Potentially, yeah. But to be honest, as you say, we've got we've got you know some decent replacements in in Harry and um, and, um obviously Rory and and uh, yeah. a number of others. So yeah, it's it's guiding for Sellers, but as Joe always says, it gives somebody else the opportunity to to show their stuff, is not
1: it? Yeah, uh, mate. Just finishing up with a couple of things. Uh, it's transfer deadline day tomorrow. Okay. Sky Sports News coming live to Creasy Park. You, Joe, out of a car door. You and um, Andrew frantically behind the scenes trying to sign some worldies.
0: Uh, well, yeah, I, I keep my cards close to my chest, but you know, never say never, man. <laughs>
1: imagine imagine <laughs> Deanie doing a red <laughs> up at the car door. Yeah. Okay. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Matty, I know I saw you doing your celebrity bit with the mayor on Tuesday, mate. Uh I did see you hobnobbing it over there with the celebs. <laughs> but uh it's a great thing that you've done with the hub, mate. Just tell our listeners and Dunstable fans that may not know it's it's open now, it's fully yeah. functional. I'm still gonna campaign to get Dan in there with his little merchandise still blessing me which was <laughs> his balls off on Tuesday. But uh how's the hub going, mate? And how did it start on Tuesday night?
0: Yeah, really good. Uh, Yeah, as you say, we had the mayor come down and cut the ribbon. Obviously, Andrew couldn't be there, so I had to fill in. And as you say, hobnob. You say hobnob, but I had to literally run backwards and forwards between that hub and everything. You might be pulling (laughs) an (laughs) hamstring. But, yeah, uh, it was great to get some people from the FA and the Spartan and um, some of the community groups that we help out um, down to to the opening so they can um, kind of celebrate in our success to open it. Um, What I liked is when Liz cut the ribbon, and um, she spoke about the fact that when she, uh, when the previous clubhouse was there, her dad actually opened the presidential suite oh, wow. at the, in the old clubhouse, which is basically in the same position where it is now. So it's a good little tradition going on there. Uh, but yeah, it's as you say, it's now open. So we're going to be doing hospitality on, on Saturday match days just to try and ease us into it. Uh, but it's also open to any uh, community groups out there. So literally... The reason we've got it is obviously to have a a place of our own, but also to make sure that if there's any local charities, any local groups that haven't got a home, we can offer that home to them. And and, you know, we're not even looking for any uh, uh, charge for it. It's that it's a Mm -hmm. facility that we're looking to put on just to help others because it's within our remit. As long as it goes down our um, uh, our agenda of trying to make sure that we're helping the the physical and mental health of the people of Dunstable hey, the, the gates are open. If anybody knows any group that wants to ha- um, hire out the the hub, please let us know and get in contact. But yeah, so that's one purpose of it. And the other one is the hospitality on match days. So stay tuned to stay social media soon because we're going to be putting posts out. Uh, so we're going to be doing hot food on on the match day as well as a mm-hmm. drink package and everything like that. So yeah, my lovely lady wife has... Uh, can't stand football, but is coming down to make sure that um, everybody's treated well on, on match days. And She is a hero. That woman. Her. She is, a hero. yeah, I guess <laughs> uh,
1: once, uh, My daughter was, uh, Lois was out with some friends on yesterday. She was getting the F70 to watch Barbie and Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She texts me, Go on, Daddy, look what's on the bus. And it was the Dunstable Town fixtures on the Ariba ah, bus. yes,
0: here. I've seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. And I, know, right? I yeah.
1: was like, her mum was like, you've even got to look at it. And apparently she was, was telling all her friends, this is my team. This is Dunstable. They're on the bus. So Yeah, yeah. so our fixtures are now with Ariba, right? They're in all the buses around yes. the local area. So the,
0: yeah, so the, the, the next up sort of couple of fixtures are going to go into um, all the buses on Arriva, which is great. So we're really mm. grateful for Arriva to help us out and do that. Uh, talking of your thought, I have to say I was really enjoying the post that you put out about her and yourself at the match day on Tuesday, it's great to see that sort of generation come down there. Cause mm. you know, I think I've spoken about that before. Dunstable was the first team that my dad took me back in the nineties. So yep. it kind of resonated with me and you know, it's important. Oh, mate,
1: she absolutely, I'm I mean, she absolutely loves it, mate. She literally, yeah. I've said to her like, it was a bit, I said, it's cold tonight, Lois. She was like, and yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm going to America next week. And she's like, mummy, you're taking me to Dunstable. And She's like, where are you? She's like, away at Harpenden. My wife doesn't drive. And Lois, is like, I don't care how we do it.
0: Yeah, We're getting to know, Harpenden. Yeah. She's like, daddy's in
1: America. So I fly out to America next Friday. So I'm yeah. here this weekend and I'm gone. And I'm back for the, I've got literally, I land about two hours before the Bulldog game. Something like that. I've got to come and get her airport to my house to drive straight to Bulldog. But yeah, her mum is Furious! No, <laughs> everyone knows my wife. She's not the biggest, but she'll come to football every now and again. Yeah. But and she's, I, I'm also out this Sunday, and Lois has said to her, "The girls have got a friendly at Creasy Park this Sunday. Uh-huh. I'm going." And Lisa's like, "Okay, what time are you and your dad getting there?" And she's like, "No, dad's not here this weekend." And my <laughs> wife's like, Fuck "God, so, she's like, so, yeah, so <laughs> she's got to take a uh, this. She's um, she's obsessed with football, mate. She absolutely, yeah, uh, absolutely loves it, mate." Brilliant. Um, but what are you uh, thinking about the Levy game this weekend, mate? Just as we look forward to uh, Levy, we all remember what happened uh, last season over there. Excuse me while I yep. plug in my laptop charger. Uh, we all remember what happened last season over there, mate. What are you expecting this weekend? Uh, well,
0: three points is the, the honest answer. I mean, Levy are a really strong team. They're, they've come out batting this season. Blandon's uh, obviously getting a, a few uh, goals up front. Good plan. They're, they're, yeah, definitely. One hundred percent agree with that. Uh, and they're keeping it. Um, quite strong at the back but uh, you know on our day I, I back us to beat anybody and as, as I said earlier now we've got that little bit of luck hopefully the rest mm. you know, will kick into place and you know we've got some um some people starting to hit some trends in, t- in terms of uh, folks and um, and Tolu and a couple of other players I can't see us um, I can't I wouldn't be surprised if we come away with a three points uh, and I, I do expect it I mean it's going to be a, a difficult game. Um, it's a difficult pitch. Um, it's not the likes of a a three G, but at the same time, it's a nice wide, so it, it suits the gameplay play for Tolu and, uh, as we said, Dylan on the left hand side. So, yeah, there's going to be plenty of chances for players to mm. to step up and, and and get bring the three points back to to Levy. So, looking forward to it, and I bet you can't wait to actually drive this time rather than walk.
1: Oh, mate, yeah, I had visions of Scotty. I, he hasn't announced where we're walking to yet. There was rumours now of Stansted, and I'm thinking <laughs> Scotty wants us to leave. I think on Wednesday morning for the Saturday <laughs> game, and uh, I, I, th- I generally think he's serious, Matt, which is quite worrying, mate. So yeah, I'm looking forward nice. to driving to uh, to Levy, mate. I think it's gonna be it's always uh, this is a typical Joe Deeny kind of game. And Mm. I mean that with the utmost respect, roll your sleeves up, get in the trenches. Levy are a bloody good football team. Amazing burgers, by the way. I can't wait to go and have another one of their burgers. (laughs) Um, Really good football team. Fergus Moore over there has gotten them playing uh, some really, really good football. So we are going to need to be on it from the first whistle. We can't turn up like we did last season and the first 10 minutes, getting an absolute whooping. But I think Mm -hmm. it's a great... It's the same players, but I think it's a very different Dunstable town. And what will help us is, and like Joe said many times, it's these boys know now what happened last season. We've got a full season of playing together, Matt. I don't know what you think. I think that is going to benefit us. Not only Levy this weekend, but many games this season. There's going to come times in this season where we're going to think, fucking hell, you know, it's it's going to be hard. But we've been here before. We know now what to do. They know how to react as a group of players and no more than this Saturday, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, one of his uh, Joeism, which my favourite Joeism, by <laughs> the way, is uh, when he he talks about, you know, biting, gum, biting down on your gum shield um, and just keep punching, because you know, for me, that antipifies the Dunstable Town that um, is uh, what Joe's made us famous for.
1: Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Uh, Matty, just before we get out of here, mate, anything else club-wise that you need to inform our listeners of?
0: Uh, well, there's obviously this, as you say, this weekend, we have our first ladies uh, friendly, so the, we, we have the fixtures uh, out uh, I believe for the end of September the Yeah, and the September.
1: first league game got moved because AFC are
0: home Yeah,
1: September
0: so fortunately uh, the league were able to, to sort that, but it would be good to see a lot of people down at Creasy Park on Sunday uh, Apart from that, as always, we always have our um, walking football on the Friday evenings and uh, every other Wednesday as well as dark groups on Monday and Thursday So yeah, there's always t- uh, opportunity to support Dunstable um, away from just a Saturday. Uh, so yeah, just come on down, get in contact with us on social media and we'll give you all the details.
1: Yeah, no worries, no worries. Well, well done, mate. Keep up the hard work, mate. Uh, if you can get out the Hub at the next home game, mate, and you can come and hang out with us uh, peasants <laughs> over the far side, mate. But you guys have done a great job with that Hub, mate. I, I know it's going to serve the community well and I hope it's going to thrive and it's not just about, like you say, it's not just about a match day in the hub. It's going to benefit a match day, uh, but it's, yeah. it's so many things. I, I I say this all the time. I don't think there's many, many non-league teams that do what Dunstable town do for the community. I know that Ian and many and Neil and loads of other guys that are out and about during the week while we're all at work, they're still working for Mm -hmm. Dunstable Town Football Club. So there's so much more that goes on off the field that that people literally don't see. There's so many unsung heroes at this team, at this club, mate. So keep up the great work, mate. I I will see you at Levy on Saturday. I'm driving there, not walking. But uh, this has been the Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on social media at dtfc pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Talk of the Town. I will be back on Saturday. Myself and Matt will probably try and squeeze the show in on Sunday. But till next time, everybody, up them mighty blues. hey everybody thanks for tuning in to today's talk of the town podcast make sure you go and check us out on all social media you can find us on twitter at dtfc pod you can also find us on facebook just search talk of the town podcast